welcome to episode four of the Black Guys Like Baseball 2 podcast. I am your humble and gracious host, as Joe Button would say, Terrence, and my co-host, Brian Evans. And this is a special coronavirus episode. <laughs> Shut everything um, down. <laughs> right. Sponsored by coronavirus. Um, as most of you know, there isn't much going on in the world of sports right now. Everything's been shut down. Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, anything you can name uh, has been, you know, suspended, postponed, or straight out canceled. Uh, so we're going to do something a little bit different with the show this week. Uh, we're going to go into a little bit of a deep dive in one, into one particular story, um, just because, like I said, it's not a lot going on. And, you know, we need to give you guys something to go on for the rest of the week. So, uh, again, this is the podcast, the safe space for a black baseball fan. So, Brian, how you doing this week? Yeah, the only thing I'm bumped out about is uh, now we don't see um... – now we we pretty much lost count on uh, how many Astros we're going to get being during the uh, spring training. So that is <laughs> very very sad. Oh, I don't I don't I don't think pitchers forgot. <laughs> delayed, like one of those delayed ass whippers that <laughs> back in the day. Right, like, right. They, they get home. Yeah, right. all they did was sit the belt on the bed. So you see it. That belt ain't going nowhere though. That's all they did. They just sit the belt on the bed. So you know it's there. But uh, the whole world is in hysteria right now. Um, we're not going to do a ton of corona coverage because I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing about coronavirus right now. Um, so we're going to do things a little bit different. Um, so, Brian, any thoughts? We'll, we'll touch on it briefly. Any thoughts on the world of sports since this whole virus outbreak? Uh, yeah, no, nah, ain't too much going on. Just, uh, <laughs> just... <laughs> but, yeah, like I said, we're not going to corona you. Uh, to death, no pun intended. But um, we're going to get into this week's episode and we're going to kick it off like we always do with the legend Bernie Mac. Me out to the ball game. Take. I said, take, take. Me out with the crowd. Now I'm buying some peanuts. Buy me some peanuts. The bombing, As I mentioned before, we're going to do a little bit of more of a deep dive into a story, not what we typically do, but like we said, not much going on around any of the sports world, but this happened over the last week, so we thought it would be a great opportunity to go into this story about Barry Barnes and some of the comments that he's made. So Barry Barnes was quoted in an article that appeared on the Atlantic website written by Andrew Bagarley, and I apologize if I pronounce your name wrong, in regards to his standing with Major League Baseball and saying basically, and I quote, I feel like a ghost, a ghost in a big empty house, 
just rattling around in regards to his relationship with Major League Baseball. And he feels his Hall of Fame quest is, quote, a death sentence. That's what they've given me, end quote. Since then, Bonds has released a statement that reads in part, unfortunately, I was misquoted. I did not say Major League Baseball has given me a death sentence. I did not reference the league in any way, nor did I infer that the MOB was keeping me out of the hall. This piece, this is, to me, this is a piece of a much bigger narrative that Barry Bonds has been unofficially, you know, kind of like exiled from the game of baseball, at least on the major league level. So, Brian, your thoughts on, you know, Barry's quotes, his takes, this article and his, you know, his stance in major league baseball right now. I mean, I, I totally feel like they kind of like blackballed him, like unofficially. Um, you know, as soon as he uh, broke the record <clears throat> for uh, Hank, Hank Aaron's uh, record, you know, he was saying that the record, you know, is not tainted. You know, he said this is official record. He doesn't want to asterisk by it. And then as you know, as soon as they, as soon as the press conference is over, <laughs> they're putting asterisks by everything and this and that. Right. Um, it's like I said in an earlier uh, podcast, like I, you know. I don't know if he took any kind of performance enhancers or whatnot, but I do know his hand-eye coordination was off the charts. And that's right. something that um, steroids or whatever cannot help you with. So at the end of the day, he was probably the most feared hitter. Um, you would rather just walk him with the bases loaded than let him get a home run and you know hit a grand slam off you. So uh, whether he did or didn't use anything, um, you still got to tip your hat to this man. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll go over his stats later, but I sure enough got him written down, and he's surely uh, Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, prior, and a lot of people talk about this, you know, prior to even coming to the Giants, you know, he had a Hall of Fame resume just with the Pirates alone. And you, you spoke to his stats, and I just pulled up some of his numbers. And this is all prior to 1998 when he went from, well, this is, 1998 is the year before the kind of steroid explosion. Um, so he wasn't suspected of steroids, anything of nature at this point. And at that point, his career numbers, he had a 290 batting average, 411 home runs, and three MVPs already. Now, there are players with far not so great stats <laughs> in the Hall of Fame. And this is only a part of that man's career. So, you know, this piece about keeping him out of the Hall of Fame is clearly, you know, a uh, a personal vendetta, whether it's, you know, the steroid thing or him not being so, you know, buddy-buddy with the media and things like that. But there's no way that this man should be held out of the Hall of Fame. And also uh, speaking to, you know, him getting back in Major League Baseball, I did read, and I didn't even know this, actually, that he was a hitting instructor for the Marlins for a year and he was actually dismissed from that position actually back in 2016. I, I do remember him uh, having that position. I did not know he was dismissed. It kind of, to me, that one, uh, you know, that was kind of swept under the rug. At least to me, I, I didn't know that he was dismissed. Yeah, he got fired after the 2016 season. He was only there one year, uh, which is interesting to me. I mean, if any team needs you know, help with hitting, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's the Marlins. Uh, so, I mean, how much of this do you think is actually the steroid thing versus it being him personality wise, you know, him versus the media most of his career? 
Well, it was definitely no secret that he did not get along with the media. So I think it's more of that because uh, from the people who clearly gang from steroids, like a Mark McGuire, a Sammy Sosa. I mean, Sammy Sosa got caught with a cork bat, and we still love Sammy to this day. <laughs> <laughs> so, and um, skin. yeah, and bleach the skin. You know, he's totally somebody else now. Um, it's it's just, um, yeah, I, I think it's that he did not play nice with the media, and so the media since they do have their votes, uh, are just, you know, uh, paying him back now. Right. It definitely feels like there's something personal about this whole, you know, situation with Barry Bonds. And, and, and of course, it's impossible to prove that kind of thing. Um, but, I, you know, like I said before, there, there are players who have far worse stats than Barry Bonds did at the halfway point of his career that are in the hall. But, you know, he's being you know, held out for some reason. And the other thing that, and this is just my personal opinion, my, you know, deep dive analysis, you know, of course his father played in the major leagues and his godfather, Willie Mays, who of course is, you know, baseball legend right. uh, beyond hall of fame. He's just like, like one of those gold standard kind of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, they experienced like a ton of, you know, racism and bias throughout their playing careers because i mean you think back in those days you know black people in general weren't you know treated so great (laughs) and you know baseball was still very much then a you know a white man's sport so they didn't get the greatest treatment and i think that barry actually carried some of that with him throughout his career with you know willie mays and his father bobby bonds actually experienced in regards to the racism and the way that they were treated media. And I think he kind of wore that chip on his shoulder as well as a player. And I think that's what kind of is the crust of his relationship with the media. Um, And I don't think that gets, you know, spoken enough about that. He actually grew up in baseball under, you know, those circumstances. Um, So do you think that any of that contributes to, you know, how he handled or approached his career at all? Yeah, I think all that plays uh, a part because um, it definitely shapes uh, who you are uh, earlier on, and you know, in your career, <clears throat> as far as how you're how you view the media uh, and how the media p- portrays you as. Like, uh, they're either pretty much going to write you as a villain or the hero, and uh, they pretty much wrote him up as a villain. <laughs> and he right. was uh, definitely one of the uh, on the route Mount Rushmore of uh, the steroid era. Uh, they try to link him to. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, it's just the way the, the media portrayed him. And uh, he was willing to be the villain, basically. So. Yeah. And history's unkind to the villain. I mean, we need those villainous kind of characters in all the sports. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those drivers. So, I mean, you know, I think Barnes, there's no denying that he belongs in the Hall of Fame. But this feeling that, you know, the game of baseball kind of turned it back on him. It's kind of kind of crazy to me that he's done so much, you know, for the game. He's an asset to the game. I mean, who better to teach you how to hit than Barry Bonds? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, if he's like, hey, I'll do it for free. I don't even want the money. Like, and you're like, nah, we're good. Like, what, what, what are we doing? Right. And a lot of this came up because he, you know, did this interview. He was actually in Giants camp as a guest instructor so I guess the the Giants are trying to, you know, work him into a position or keep him around the team, which, you know, they 
should have been done, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, next to Willie Mays, he's by far the most famous San Francisco giant, like, by a mile, not even, like, close. Right. So, maybe they're trying to work him back in. But, um, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, there's definitely a place left for Barry Bonds in baseball. Yeah, there should be. There definitely should be. (laughs) It's funny. We were talking about ESPN um, before we went on air and how they have, like, no content (laughs) to to speak of and nothing really to do. But um, I did see a clip of um, the baseball analyst, Tim Kirchin, who actually I've I've seen him in person. Dude is, like, 5'1", if that tall. Wow. Yeah, he's, like, small. But anyway, (laughs) I digress. Um, He was talking about, you know, different players from different areas eras getting you know opportunities to coach or you know be a part of teams post-retirement and you know he was saying that the game has changed so much and is leaning so heavily towards like you know analytics and stuff like that Uh that there isn't really a place for guys like Barry Bonds or Mark McGuire guys like that to come in and be hitting coaches because the focus is more on analytics than actual like technique and stuff like that, which I thought was really weird and kind of like explains a lot in regards to the approach of uh, teams and players and things like that. I'm sure we'll get into it later, but I mean, Barry Bonds has eight gold gloves. I mean, he was more than just a hitter. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's a good point. I didn't even put that down, but that's a great point. I could see if he was uh, just a slugger, you know, not really – a defensive player or or anything like that like or if he was just a dh you know what i mean like oh he can he can just hit that's all he's good for but i mean you know he has a go gloves uh seven time nl uh mvp awards he played 22 seasons i mean he's very well seasoned (laughs) he can tell you a lot about the game (laughs) analytics cannot tell you that you know they can't show you that um while i'm not going to crap on analytics i mean i'm sure it does play a part um, at the end of the day, you need like teaching. You need somebody to show you. You need to learn from somebody. Um, analytics can only do so much. So uh, I still stay stick with the the old model <laughs> and have somebody show you and uh, and learn from them and uh, and then apply the analytics on top of that. But to totally oust like the coaches, um, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great point. I I wasn't in. You know, so much of baseball statistics is about offense. I wasn't even thinking about defense. So that's a great point, bringing up the gold gloves, that, you know, he was a great defender as well, which is lacking in baseball right now. Right. <laughs> in my opinion. Like, defense and baseball is just basically the shift. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's it. And now they got analytics to combat that. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, you can't really – I mean, there aren't too many – like great defensive, like flat out defensive studs in regards to baseball uh-huh. right now. I mean, you don't have guys like the Barry Bonds, the Andrew Jones, the Tory Hunters. You don't really have those guys anymore. Right, right. Somebody that can gun you from center field all the way to home plate. I mean, those those things are lacking nowadays. That was that was some of the the better plays. I mean. Uh, Bo Jackson when he ran across the the wall, you know, like <laughs> that stuff is missing now. It's, it's either strikeouts or home runs. <laughs> right, yeah. So much of the focus of the game is on offense that 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, having a guy like Barry Bonds around the team, even to give defensive tips, would be, you know, a huge, huge help to a lot of these young players. Because now if it's like, it's like if you don't hit 30 home runs and hitting like at least 260, like you're replaced in like two years. Right. <laughs> because nobody really cares <laughs> as much about the uh, the defense. So, again, yeah, there's something else that Barry can bring, you know, to a young team. And and the other thing is, and, you know, we talked about this before with the Derek Jeter voting situation, you know, is this another, you know, watershed moment where we have to question how we vote players into the Hall of Fame or how players get into the Hall of Fame? Because uh-huh. he's got, he's only got two years left on the ballot. And, you know, if there aren't some major mind shifts within the next two years, he might not ever get in. Right. Right. And that would be so unfortunate. It's unfortunate he's not a first ballot, but, you know, clearly that's what under the bridge. But the fact that one of the game's greatest players of all time might not even get in is, you know, nuts to me. His numbers speak volume. And like I said, for him not to get in, that would be a crime. Uh, whether you like him or not, like his numbers definitely say he he belongs, and for him to pretty much hold down his era decade, you know, um, of being that face, I I don't know. Like I, you can't erase what he did for the game. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We're gonna just act like he not you know he didn't exist. So I I don't know, man. That's that's baseball. That's their um, I guess their ugly trait of baseball that's being so traditionalist. Yeah, these, like, for the sanctity of the game, guys are, like, killing the game right now. Right. Like, not killing the game in a good way, but killing the game in the other way. (laughs) Because, I mean, and I read something that said the reason that, you know, more players don't have a vote is because, you know, players hold biases and, you know, things of that nature. But, you know... These sports writers, I, I feel like, hold biases and hold grudges just as much as, you know, former players do. Absolutely. So, again, I think that, you know, the Hall of Fame voting needs to be, you know, re-examined, you know, because of situations like Barry Bonds not having to wait so many years and still might not get in, you know, Derek Jeter not being unanimous, you know, King Griffey Jr. not being unanimous. And I don't know. Hall of Fame is a real become like a real really political type of thing mm-hmm. which i don't think is a place for in baseball in my opinion and i think this barry bonds thing is is kind of almost a poster child for that right agreed so i think there needs to be some change in that so when it when it comes to barry bonds like what do you think he you know is on that kind of the mount rushmore of, of baseball in regards to all-time great players um, I, I just feel like he has to be on there. Uh, and I guess it starts with, you know, who do we consider to already be up there. But um, just for all these accomplished, like I said, his, his numbers uh, and for the length that he played. I mean, 22 seasons is a long time. It's a lot of wear and tear. Um, that's a lot of games played. You said it, 22 years. And I was looking at his stats. Even in his his final season, I mean, he still hit. 28 home runs, you know, had 66 RBIs, batted 276, and he was injured a great deal of that season, which, you know, led to his retirement pretty much ultimately. So, I mean, to have somebody who, you know, was so great for so long and not be in, I think is a a travesty to me. And, again, the feeling that Major League Baseball is kind of 
you know, turn their back on this dude is is insane to me. I just think that with everything that's going on in baseball right now, the Astros cheating scandal, um, you know, the Red Sox cheating scandal, which nobody's even talking about because of the Astros. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of they kind of got a, a got a get out of jail free card thanks to the, the Astros. I mean, it would be some goodwill to put guys like Barry Bonds in, you know, same thing with Pete Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there's a couple other guys that are being held out for, you know, issues off the field that, you know, shouldn't be, you know, standing outside the doors of the Hall of Fame. They should be inside. So right. I think, you know, baseball could really use like some goodwill right now, but putting guys like that in. Um, but it, it doesn't appear that, that that's happening or at least is going to happen, you know, easily. Yeah. Yeah, we need some kind of we need like a youth movement, <laughs> some kind yeah, of push, man. you know, to uh, to push these guys through. I, I I truly believe that's what is needed. Um, I think it's a lot of old sports writers, like you said, that uh, either have personal vendettas. Like I, I really needed that interview, and he wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, things like that, or he just wasn't nice to me. Uh, whatever the reason it may be, but um, yeah, baseball should definitely consider. Um, another way of uh, voting for sure because uh yeah too many people are starting to slip through the cracks at least that we know of the crazy part of it like people around baseball and in baseball have or pretend to have a huge issue with the whole quote-unquote steroid era and major league baseball but they're not exactly giving the money back that they made oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean because Prior to, you know, starting with, you know, Sosa and Maguire, like baseball, the ratings were down, attendance was in the toilet. But when this whole quote unquote steroid era began, like there was an explosion of interest in baseball. Uh, they set attendance records, they set ratings records on TV. You know, a lot of people made a lot of money. Like, Absolutely. A lot of money. Like even bad teams. <laughs> like <laughs> I remember when the Giants came here for interleague play, every Orioles game was sold out that weekend. And the Orioles hadn't had a sellout in like I don't even know prior to that. But the Giants actually played I I think they actually played Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday series against the Giants. Mm-hmm. And every game was like filled to the Raptors. It was the only time I'd ever seen and I actually used to work at Oil Park. It was the only time I had actually seen people in their seats for batting practice is when the Giants <laughs> came and Barry Bonds was on the team. Because he was out there, like, killing balls and batting practice, and nobody wanted to miss it. Right. So, I mean, you know, these guys did a lot for the game in that regard. And to kind of just cast them aside as if, you know, oh, they're cheaters, this, that, and the third, when they really saved baseball, I think is a travesty. Yeah, it's, it's like you said, um, you know, MLB made a lot of money during that era. I mean, they can wag their fingers at you like, no, 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 that's that's bad. But they, like you said, they profited from it. Um, uh, everybody was smacking home runs. I mean, like I said, it, it, it put butts in seats. Uh, people were showing up to games because, you know, we even got the phrase, chicks dig the long ball during the steroid era because everybody <laughs> right. was smacking home runs. So, I mean... Um, I mean, I think, in my opinion, it'd be foolish to think that MLB didn't know about the steroid era 
before it officially came out as a steroid error. I'm sure they knew or got some hints. I'm sure some people probably tested positive and it probably was like, you know what? You're doing too good right now for us. Like, we'll go ahead and sweep this under the rug or whatever the case may be. But best believe that they knew about it before it was uh, released to the public that this was going on. Because when 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 uh, when that money starts flowing in, you, you get kind of quiet, <laughs> and, <laughs> right? You know, until it gets painfully obvious. Then you're like, oh, okay, well, hey, we just found out that some people had tested positive, and you know, we're going to suspend them and you know, shame on them. But prior to that, they were just raking in all the money. Yeah, all of the money. Like that era is the reason that Mike Trout can get four hundred thirty million dollars now. Like. Mm-hmm. The reason why you can get $300 million contracts is because of that era. But people don't really want to give that credit to those guys. And, again, you know, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, they kind of kicked it off. And they weren't Hall of Fame caliber players prior to the whole steroid era. But Barry Bonds, you know, we went over the numbers. Yeah, he definitely was was it. Like, Like Sosa was almost basically a scrub before all of that. Right. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, he played for the right team, you know, the Cubs. You get good exposure playing with the Cubs. Um, he had the personality. The personality may have been there prior to all that, but, you know, he became lovable, and everybody fell in love with him and, you know, his character and, then you know, the little two kisses and the peace sign, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> right. You know, we all liked it. It was great. It was marketable. And then, you know, he had somebody to go up against, Mark McGuire, and, you know, it's like who who can end up like who's the, who's gonna be the first person to hit sixty home runs this year, okay? And uh, you know who's gonna have the most by the end of the end of the season. So it was just great marketing, um, but again, like you can't tell me that one year, like the first year that they start popping sixty home runs <laughs> out of the season, nobody was looking sideways at them. Like, wow, well he did change his workout regimen during the off season. It's like nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's more than that, you know. What I'm saying his head got bigger. <laughs> right. You know, he lost his and neck over the off season. Like his traps were way, <laughs> way, way too big. You know, right. And and the other thing, and with McGuire, there were rumors with him going back to his days, you know, in Oakland, because you know your man's Jose Canseco was kind of like the yeah, he um, was a real... Tony Montana of you know baseballs yeah. and steroids, like. <laughs> And they were like, you know, they were boys back in the day. So it's far, it's not far fetched to, you know, assume that you know Mark McGuire was was doing a little something something for like a long time, right? And you know, again, they still weren't putting up Hall of Fame numbers like Barry was, but Barry seems to be kind of like the the scapegoat, the poster child for that whole era, which is a little unfair. Again, Barry Bonds. He says he feels like a ghost. He feels like he's kind of been ostracized a little bit by the Hall of Fame committee. He wanted to clarify in a statement that I read earlier that he didn't feel like the league itself was, you know, keeping him out of the Hall of Fame is most so the writers and the Hall of Fame committee. So, you know, to my man Barry Bonds, you know, keep your head up. I'm I'm sure you'll you'll get in. They'll probably, you know, what I call Negro League you and put you in at the last possible moment that they can. Yeah. Just to kind of prove a point, but hopefully Barry will get in. He deserves to be there. Um, any thoughts on when or if or how it'll shake out? You know when he actually does get in. 
Uh, I have no idea on when. Uh, hopefully, they don't wait till actually passes away like they do everybody else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I said, I, I feel like that's what they're going to do with Pete Rose. Like as soon as he passes away, they don't want him to have the pleasure of knowing that he got in. So they'll wait till he pa- till he passes, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we should go ahead and put him in." Hopefully, they don't do that. Hopefully, they have a change of heart. I really do hope that there is a a, a bigger movement. I mean, maybe we could start a hashtag or something like that. You know. <laughs> uh, to get to get Barry in, you know, these right. last two years. Um, They're working yeah, for the Oscars, so right, right. The so, Oscars so white, put Barry in or something. Yeah, yeah, put Barry in. So we might have to get that started. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully they don't wait till he dies. Hopefully they he can smell his roses while he's still alive and uh, enjoy it. I mean, I think he will give a great Hall of Fame speech with all he's been through. Man, I can't imagine what his Hall of Fame speech would be. Would he like be you know gracious and all that, or would he take that opportunity to like Michael Jordan it? Michael- <laughs> 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 right, like I was trying to find a good way to put that, but give a Michael Jordan esque Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It would be interesting. I think you know he may he may pop fly a little bit, and then he may reel it in and end it on a good note. But uh, it would definitely be interesting. I think it'd be good either way. Yeah. So again, I mean, shouts out to Barry. We'll be rooting for you and watching how your Hall of Fame quest continues. Uh, hopefully, you know, you'll get in while you can still appreciate it and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so anything else? We got anything else this week in baseball that needs to be discussed or can be discussed uh, without the, uh, the C word? Yeah, I don't know. I think that's about it, really. Uh I know as far as my Reds go, I, I can just give you a little update on that because um, you were talking about analytics. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but they brought in um, some analytics guy. And uh, apparently this is like the first year that they brought uh, analytics in with the Reds. So uh, I do this know that that was happening. Year. To my knowledge, yes. Like that's what they were saying, like on our local news, uh, that uh, this was like, I guess the first time that they brought analytics in. and. You know, everything from hitting to pitching, things like that. Um, everything's being Dude, like they're like 10 years behind everybody else. Hey, I don't know. But to my <laughs> knowledge, I, I honestly don't remember hearing anything about analytics uh, with the Reds prior wow. to uh, what I saw on the news. So, um, so yeah. But I guess, heck, I mean, after we did our little fire sale like four years ago, I guess there was like, hey, look, ain't no need to get analytics just yet because we don't even have a <laughs> a good squad to even, uh, you know, put forth uh, the money to get analytics. So, but I'm, I'm, you know, like I said, uh, I'm just happy they're trying something different. Uh, I think we should have a decent season this year. I don't know if we're in contention for a pennant or not, but uh, I definitely, uh, with the pieces that we added this year, I think we are heading in the right direction. So we'll see. Yeah. And that's, that's crazy. They just got on an analytics train because I think that's been around in baseball for a minute now. Yeah. Most teams yeah. have jumped on that plane. What? 10 or 15 years ago with all the analytics and baseball stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So man, that's that's wild if they're really just getting on that. Yeah, like I said, I don't remember hearing anything about it prior, so maybe better late than never, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they turn over a new leaf, man. They'll they'll 
you know, they'll surprise you this year, maybe. Yeah. New approach. I hope so. Um, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we don't have a lot to discuss this week. So yeah. Um, yeah. So um, yeah. I mean, I guess that's that must might be it for this week. Um, hopefully, we'll have more to discuss in our next episode. Hopefully, things will return to normal. We'll get some kind of, you know, baseball. I don't know if it'll be open today. I don't know if they'll try to do a little bit of more spring training before we actually get some games that count. I mean, everything. The whole world is up in the air at this point, man. They've been, you know, canceling WrestleMania from what I hear. So you know, everything's going down in flames. Yeah, man. At this point, so. <laughs> so I guess that's all we got. Unless you want to add anything else this week. Hey, uh, Chris Yelich, our offer still stands. You want to donate to the podcast? <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Did your car wash? You know, walk, walk the dogs for you. Hit us up. Man, he sent his contract right on time. Like, <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he is a real winner right now. He got his money. He's chilling. <laughs> he signed his contract right on time. Like, He's probably on the beach somewhere right now. <laughs> man, shout out to Christian Yelich, man. All right, well, we're going to wrap up this week, this abbreviated version of the Black Guys Like Baseball 2 podcast. Uh, again, hopefully we'll have more to discuss next week. Hopefully we'll have something to discuss next week because – I don't know, this Barry Bonds situation kind of bailed us out this week, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> so um, thanks for listening. Again, please subscribe, like, comment. Uh, we're up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, we'll be up on Google Play by the time you actually hear this, so feel free to subscribe there as well. Um, questions, comments, any feedback you want to give us, you can always shoot us an email at blackguysbaseball at gmail.com. Um, Brian, where can they check you out on social media, follow you on social media if they are so inclined to do so? Uh, I am on uh, Instagram, <clears throat> Enhance the Selector. I am on there. You can hit me up. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm pretty much just on Instagram. I kind of, Facebook is kind of dead for me. <laughs> yeah, Facebook is dead. And the only reason I still <laughs> use Facebook, like real talk, is like the people I'm connected to on Facebook are people that I actually know, like in real life like real people <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the only reason i still use facebook because it's like legit family and friends on facebook like my instagram and twitter like bad random people that i just came across at some point and just followed them so yeah i feel you on that but with that said my instagram is terrence underscore media on instagram feel free to hit me up follow all that good stuff so we're going to sign off for this week. Hopefully be back next week with some real topics to discuss. And uh, always, thanks for listening. Peace out. Peace.